Begin the current time of the Nazar Daf Mem Zayin. Begin on the top of the oven, where the Gemara continues with the final Mishnah of the previous Mishnayis, which discussed the final proceedings of the Nazar Tar, a regular Nazar when he finishes Naziris. So on the final, after the final day, he brings his three karbanas, a chadas ayel and shlamim. We had a machlekes regarding when he could do the hair cutting, which is part of the procedure of the Nazar when he finishes. Then he takes that hair and he puts it under the pot where they're cooking the shlamim. So is that either after the carbon shlamim that he cuts his hair or after the carbon chatos? But then when he finishes his three karbanas and he cut his hair and he did the proceedings, then he could go back to drinking wine and being metamid lamesim. Now, our Mishnah, however, brings a machlekes, which is reflected in regarding a person becoming tamay after some of the proceedings, which will reflect regarding what is it that permits the Nazar to resume drinking wine and being metamid lamesim. As our Mishnah explains, if someone brought one of his three karbanas, and he, so he threw the blood already, which is the atonement, which is, that's the, considered the main component of a carbon, which is when you throw the blood on the Mizbeach. So he already brought one of them, but then he became tummy. So now we have a machlekes in the Mishnah. Rebbe Yezer says that you became tummy before you finished bringing all your karbanas, so therefore, it demolishes everything because you became tummy, like within your naziris. Now, on that, the Rosh explains, which as we'll see in the Gemara, it's not that, that it's Caesar all the days that you counted. Let's say you had a naziris of 30 days. It's not like you have to count over those 30 days because Rebbe opinion is mentioned elsewhere that if someone becomes tummy, what's called achar malois, after you finished the days of the naziris, even before you brought any carbon, it's only Saiser Shiv, it's only Saiser seven days, and it's not really Saiser, it just means to say you've got to wait seven days, which is the amount of time it takes to become Tahar, because you can't do your concluding procedures, what's called Taglachas of Tahar, unless you're actually Tahar, which takes seven days when you're Metamalamais, and you get sprayed in day three and day seven, and so on. So rather, as the Gemara will explain, when, it's, when your Beliazah says, Saiser Esa Koil, it means it's Saiser all the Karbanas, because there are three Karbanas that he brings. One he brought already, two he's going to bring, it's Saiser everything, which as we'll see in the Gemara, actually the Machlekes he has with the Chum is basically the one that he brought already, it's going to be considered invalid. Now this is a Rebbe Yezer, according to his opinion mentioned elsewhere, that he says that, as we see in the Gemara, that the only way that Nazar becomes permitted to drinking wine and being metamal is after what's called Achar Kol Kulam, until he finishes all the proceedings. But until he does, he's not permitted to drink wine, and therefore it's only when you bring all the karbanas. Now therefore it comes out that the blood of this one carbon that was brought, he wasn't yet fit for taglach, as meaning to have going back to the way he is post-Naziris. Now therefore, since Rebbe Yeza holds that one of the karbanas is not enough to permit him in taglachas, in the hair cutting, and hence also the, the drinking of the wine, until he brings all the karbanas, so it comes out that essentially you'll, you're going to view all the three karbanas as, as like when you're bringing one carbon. So hence when the person became tummy, before he brought all the three karbanas, again as our Mishnah said the case is he only brought one carbon so far, it's as if he became tummy in the morning, what's called achar malois, after he finished his count of naziris, but before he brought, as if before he brought any one of the karbanas, and therefore what comes out is that the carbon that he did bring is like as if he was makravit, what's called taich malais, within the framework of the days of Naziris, because it's only after all three karbanas, then it's considered as if after the karbanas. But even if you brought one carbon already, that previous carbon is considered before you finished, and hence when he's tummy, 
he's tame before he became permitted, and therefore he has to go ahead and wait over seven days. And moreover, the, even the first covenant that he brought already, according to Rabbi Yezer, is invalid, because he holds that it's only achramayisim kulam that then you're permitted to do taglachas and the rest of the, 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 the things that a nazar is forbidden in. Now, on that, Machacham Ayman, they argue, and they say, no, Yavishar kabanaisav vihitar. He could bring the rest of his karbanas, meaning the remaining two, and become tar. Now, like as the Rush explains, as he proves it from the Yerushalmi, that it, what it means to say is that when he becomes tar, when it says vihitar, when he becomes tar, then after that he could bring the rest of his two karbanas. Now, what essentially is what they're arguing under Bliyazer, because it comes out that everybody agrees you have to wait the seven days until you become tar, because the final karbanas of a Nazar, when he's finishing his Nazirs, can only be when you're tar. Now, he is becoming Tameh, he touched the mace. So the Chacham would agree that the remaining two can't be brought yet. The Machalikis is regarding the one that you did bring before you became Tameh. According to the Chacham, you don't have to bring it over again. Now, the reason is, is because they go according to their opinion, not like Rebbe Yezer, that even after bringing one carbon already, you're permitted to go ahead and cut your hair, and therefore, this person that became Tameh was already valid to have cut his hair. So then, therefore, why should that invalidate the carbon that was already brought before. And now, as the Rush explained, definitely the remaining two karbanas, that if they would be brought in a state of tumma, for sure that would be size of those two karbanas, because the Torah is particular that the karbanas of a Nazar have to be brought in a state of tahara. So everyone agrees you're going to have to wait seven days, which is really what the words of Rebbe Yazar do, which is size resakoil. The Machlekes essentially is regarding the first carbon that you brought, according to Rebbe Yazar, you brought it, but then since you became Tameh, which now doesn't let you finish your Naziris yet. You still have to wait over seven days. So, and, and, and since he holds all three carbonas are like one carbon because he says you can't do your tekelachas, you can't drink wine, you can't do all these things until after all the avoids, until all the carbonas. So the first carbon that was brought was like as if you brought it during your Naziris and therefore that's going to be invalid. Whereas the Chacham say, look, yes, you have to bring your remaining two carbonas, but after one carbon already, you're permitted to do the tekelachas, the hair cutting, and drink wine, maybe tamalamaisim. Now, therefore, although you became Tamanai and you got to wait for the remaining two karbanas, seven days, but the first one that you brought was already considered a valid carbon because you, you were already permitted for hair cutting, and therefore that doesn't invalidate that first carbon. Now, to back up their opinion, Omer Loi, the Chacham said to Yazer, but Ma'isa be Miriam ha Tarmudis, there was a story of Miriam from Tarmud, that seemingly the same type of case we're arguing about happened to her, where she was a Nazira. She's finishing up. She brings her three carbonas. They took, they slaughtered one of the carbonas. They threw the blood on the mizbeach. And then, after the first one was brought, they told her, your daughter's life is in mortal danger. She went and she found out that her daughter was dead. And she was busy with the burial and she was metam al-mesim. The sages said, And the chacham, therefore, they're saying, like, we see that the sages, that they also agree to us, and they said that she could, she could bring the rest of her karbanas when she becomes tar, and hence, meaning the first carbon that she brought was not invalidated, and therefore we see from that incident, like us, not like you. Now, the Gemara goes back, and as the Rosh had already elucidated this opinion of Yezah, but the Gemara asks it in the question. He says, look, the person, although he brought one carbon already, but he became tummy, everything's out the window, it's everything, which sounds like, that all the days of Naziris that you counted up until now, which is usually what happens when you become Tameh before you finish your Naziris, whatever you counted, it gets washed away, you got to start over. And that the Gemara asked, but Ba'amar, Rebbe Yezer, Rebbe Yezer is quoted previously, as we've mentioned in the past, 
Call Achamalois. Anything that happens after the days of the Naziris, meaning although you didn't bring your carbonacy, you didn't do the proceedings that are by the conclusion, but you finished the actual days of Naziris, that it's only Shiva Saiser. If you become Tommy at that point, even if you didn't bring one carbon, it only is Saiser, only demolishes seven days, where again, as we have explained in the past, it doesn't really mean it's Saiser seven, as if it went from 30 to 23. It just means because you have to wait seven days to become a tar, because you can't bring your final carbonus until you're tar. So therefore, here where you're already past what's called malice, you already finished your days in the years, and you even brought one carbon already, how could Rabbi Yezus say, 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 So that I'm a Rab, Rab explains, my say, 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 right, what does Rabbi Yezus mean in our Mishnah when he says that it's say, say, everything, that's not in the context of the days, say, say, carbonisov, it means that it's say, say, all the carbonis, meaning not only the remaining two you can't bring, but even the first one that you brought already, it's say, say, it invalidates it, as we explained in the Mishnah, because according to Eliezer, he considers you're not done even that one carbon until you bring all the carbonas, only then can you do teklachas and drink wine. So therefore, now that you became Tameh and you, and you made it as if you can't conclude your Naziris yet, that means the first one wasn't valid because you weren't in a concluding state yet, and that's why you have to do it over. So the Gemara says, so to it makes sense to this interpretation that when he says Saisr, it means the carbonas, not the days. Because the Ketani, we learned in our Mishnah that the Chacham Ibrahim, they argue in Ibn what, what do they say in their opinion? You can understand one opinion from the competing opinion. Where the Girsa here is, is supposed to be in the male, not in the female text, which is Yavi Shar Karbanoisa Tahir. says that we argue on your Ibn What do we argue? We say that no, when he becomes Tahir, he can just bring the remaining Karbanis. Shema, we know we can infer that their whole was in the context of the Karbanis, where Ibn says it's Seisr Hakoil even the first coming that you brought. And they say, no, that, you're right, you got to wait for the remaining two, but the first one was valid. So too, when the Umayt Sename B'Miriam HaTamud, is the story they bring to illustrate their opinion with Miriam from Tarmud, they said, look, she had the same type of incident that we're arguing about, where one of the bloods was thrown on her, for her, meaning on the Mizbeach, they notified her that her, her daughter's life was in, in danger, she came and she found that her daughter was dead and she was involved in the burial. That sage just said that what? What are we saying that's like us, not like you? That she only has to bring her remaining carbonus, the mother that was in the zira, and not the first one. So again, we can infer from there that that is what they were debating, not regarding the days, but regarding the carbonus. And therefore, that doesn't contradict Rebbe opinion. You're right, it's only six to seven days. And he says, Sakoil means all the carbonas were not valid because according to Yazar, you're not considered finished at a time to be able to bring your taglachas unless when you do all the three carbonas. Hence, that makes all three as if one carbon. So it's like before you even brought one carbon, if you met Tame after one, it's like a third of that carbon, that carbon's invalidated. And hence, that's what according to Yazar, that even that first carbon is going to have to be done over. We shall return to you the sixth parak of Masech Des Nazar, parak Shlesh Aminin, and with that we begin the seventh parak of Masech Des Nazar, parak Kayan Gadol. Now this parak continues on one of the themes of the previous parak, which was talking about the Isra of there's three Minin, as we said in the previous parak, three different halachas that are forbidden for Nazar. One of them is the Isra from to be Metamela Mason. So now we continue on that halacha, where the Mishnah opens up with a corollary between Kayan Gadol and Nazar. Between the high priest and another, where both of them are in metamel kriven, they're not allowed to be metamel themselves to make themselves ritually impure, to come in contact to a dead person, even if it's a close relative of theirs. 
Now, Avu Matama Lameis Mitzvah, but both of them, although they're not allowed to essentially be Matama to anybody, the father, mother, it doesn't make a difference too, but for a Mace Mitzvah, which is someone that doesn't have anyone to bury him, and it's a Mitzvah to bury such a corpse, for that type of a, a, of a dead person, they're allowed to be Matama themselves too. Now, the Mishnah says, let's say, two holy friends are walking on the road, and they find a dead person there on the floor that no one could bury him. What do you do? Who's the one that's mentam mason? So it's a machlek in the Mishnah. Well, yes, I mean, he says, The Kohen Gadol makes himself impure and not the Nazar. They say, no, They say that even if it's a Kohen Hedjid, not a Kohen Gadol, the Nazar is mentam himself and not from the Kohanim. Now, on that, the, Gemara, the Mishnah explains their reasoning. Amalhem Rebliezer, explains his opinion. He says, Yitame Kohen. A Kohen, even a Kohen Godel, should make himself Tame. And the reason is, We find he's not so stringent in the, in the backlash, let's say, in the consequences of being Metamim, where if he's Metamim himself, yes, he's not allowed to, and he has to be Metamim himself, but he doesn't bring a carbon for, for being Metamim himself. But the Nazar, and therefore we find that, let not the Nazar be Metamim himself, because on some level we find it's more stringent for him. Should maybe carbon out to Masek. When he's metamim himself, he has to wait the same procedures of Taharem. Moreover, he has to then bring a carbon. So we see in some, some sense it's more severe by him. And that Amr Loi, the Chacham said to Eliezer, no. Yitami Nazar. The Nazar should become Tame. And the reason being is, His sanctity is not an eternal sanctity, whereas Tesis points out, even if, let's say, he'd be what's called a Nazar Oilam, who he's a Nazar forever, but generically speaking, a Nazar is not something that's eternal, where a general generic Nazir is for 30 days. And therefore, let him be Matam himself, but let not a coin, even the coin hedget, where his sanctity is an eternal sanctity. Kanam are forever, genetically, a Kaddish, and therefore, let the Nazar be Matam and not the Kahanam. Now, the Gemara sets now the tone for this type of uh, 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 divisions regarding who is more holy in regards to the low one being metamala mason. As the Gemara says, Bishlame So, yes, I mentioned discussed one type of case like this. We have a Kohen Gadl and a Nazar, where there was a Machlekes. On the one hand, High Sabbath, the Chacham held Kohen Gadl Adif. The Kohen Gadl is better. Therefore, he should not be metamala, rather the Nazar should. The High Sabbath, but really, Azar held the Nazar Adif. No, Nazar is better as we explained their opinions in the Mishnah, and therefore he shouldn't be metam himself, rather, even the Kohen Gadol should be metam Now, on that, the Gemara continues with other types of cases, figuring out who is better in the sanctity not to be metam al-mesel. So the Gemara says, Meshuach b'shemen ha-meshcha, if you have a Kohen Gadol that was anointed with the anointing oil, which was an oil that was made by Moshe Rabbeinu, which had a specific type of recipe, with a Kohen Gadol, was supposed to become a Kohen Gadol, besides all the other things, was that he was anointed with the Shevon Mishcha. Now, we continue on Tamid Beis, But at the same time, you have a different Kohen Gadol, and these two are walking along the road, and he is only a Kohen Gadol because of wearing the eight garments, but he wasn't anointed with the Shevon Mishcha. Now, why not? The reason being is because the Shevon Mishcha, this anointing oil, towards the end of the first base of Mikdash, was concealed. They hid it away. And... There were reasons for that because of the, of, of the Chorban. And moreover, they couldn't make new Shemana Mishcha. 
Whereas the Gemara explains in the first peck of Mesech Descreases, like the Pasuk says, Hashem says, Let this be for me an anointing oil of holiness, where it says this, Zeh, and not another one. You can't make another one. So therefore, from that point onward, the Kahan Gedolim weren't anointed. Rather, the only way they became a Kayan Gadol, where generally it was only after you were anointed, is by the virtue of wearing the eight garments that only a Kayan Gadol wears. Now, the Gemara says in the first peck of Mesech Megillah that a Kayan that wears the eight garments, by that virtue becomes kosher to do all the services that a Kayan Gadol does, just like we find by a Kayan Meshuach, who he was the one that was anointed with the Shem and the Mishcha. The only difference is, as the Gemara will point out, is what's called a pahabal kala mitzvah, which is when, a, when the Kohen Gadol himself paskins halacha for himself, and it turns out that what he had taught himself was actually an error in law, and he violated a, a, a halachic precept, where then he has to bring a carbon, where there then what's called a maruba begadim, a Kohen Gadol that didn't have the Shem and the Mishra, let's say after the times of the first person of where then he only brings like a regular person, a, a kisva, a you, or a seira, a female goat, in contrast to a Mashiach, a coin Mashuach, which it says in the Torah that he brings a par, which is a special halacha, like when Bezdin paskins, so too by a, 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 a coin gadol, it's only again when he's the Meshem and HaMeshuach. So that, the Gemara says, these two Kahan Gedolim are walking on the road. One was anointed with the holy oil, and one wasn't. He's just a coin gadol by the virtue of wearing the eight garments. So that the Gemara says, Meshurach b'shem and Mishcha adif. So the Kohen Gadol that was anointed with the Shem and the Mishcha, he's better. He has a higher level of sanctity because besides wearing the eight garments, he also has a Meshurach b'shem and Mishcha. And therefore, if these two come again, are walking in the road and they find the Mace Mitzvah, so then the Merubah B'gadim should be Metamah himself and not let the Meshem and the one that's anointed with the oil to be Metamah himself. As the Gemara explains the reasoning. Because the Ilu Meshurach b'shem and Mishcha, because in contrast to what we find an elevated status, of responsibility by the, the one that's anointed with the oil is maybe parhabal kalamitzas when he violates based on his own teachings a halacha he brings a bull for any one of the mitzvahs that he violates but regarding the that only has the many eight, the eight garments of the kohen gadol he's like a regular person in that regard and he doesn't bring his special carbon and therefore we see that he's a little bit lower so therefore he's metamalamis now the rush asks an obvious question that is how do you have two kind of at the same time where it's only one kind of gadol? It's only one high priest. How are there two kind of So you bring from Rebbe Moshe that says it would be told in a case where the kind of became ill or he went into exile where, so since he wasn't around. So they appointed another kind of in his place. Now, moreover, although generally when the kind comes back, he takes over and the other one gets removed. So how do you have here two simultaneous kind of So he says it's told in a situation where and the first Kangadal was gone for a long time. So since the second one served as a Kangadal for a long time, so he says, although generally we, we remove the, inter, the one that was a substitute, here since he served for a long time, they're not going to remove him even when the first one returns or is healed. And therefore it's only like, as we'll see, regarding a case when the first Kangadal had a seminal emission, where for the day, let's say, he's, he can't serve because he's Tommy. So then, since the second one's only serving for momentarily, then, when the first one comes back, they remove him. But here it's Toma, where he served for a long time. So even when the first one comes back, they're both going to be Kahanim Gedalim. So you'll have two Kahanim Gedalim. But since one is Meshuch B'Shem Na he's a little bit more elevated in his, in his status. So the one that's Merubah he'll be Matame to the Mace Mitzvah. Now the Gemara moves on to the next case. Let's see a Meshuach Sha'avar or Merubah So you have two Kahanim Gedalim. 
but one was a higher level kind of gavel in the sense that he was anointed with the anointing oil, let's say right before it was, it was, it was, it was hidden away, but he was removed from his post as Kayan Gadol. And, but the one that's the Kayan Gadol now, that's in service, is only a Merubu Gadol. Now, the Rush actually explains the conceptualization. How is that possible? Because in a sense, it doesn't seem feasible because Meshuch B'Shem and was earlier. How could he be the one that's, that, as if he like served in the middle, and then Merubu Gadol is the one that's serving now, as if he was there first, because the only way you're over if you were a substitute and the one who was originally there comes back. But how could a Merubugadim be the one that's serving now as if he was the original one there? And Meshuach, where they're earlier in time, have been the one that was a substitute and, and is not anymore. So the Rush explains the case is talking about. For example, let's say the Kayan Gadol, there was one high priest, he had to carry a seminal mission. So he couldn't serve for the day. So they anointed, they appointed someone else in his place. And that was talking about before the Shemina Mishra was hidden away. So even the one that was substituted for the day had to be a Kayan Gadol. So they anointed him with the Shemina Mishra. Then the Kayan Gadol passed away, that which was the original one, who had the carry for that day. Then they appointed someone else in his place, or, which was already after the time that the Shemina Mishra was already concealed. Now, oh, and, but the Rush definitely addressed the question, so then why didn't they appoint the next Kayan Gadol, the one that was the, the substitute, one that the Shemina Mishra, who was what's called the Meshuach Sha'avar, because seemingly he's the next one in that stage because he was already even substituted once before. So he says either because the Meshuach that was Avar, the, the one that was substituted for a day, either he became sick, so he couldn't be appointed at that time, or some type of an oinus happened, so therefore that's why they appointed someone else. Or he actually says, suggests that maybe because they would appoint the Kayan Gedolim inappropriately through the king, as we find that in the times of the second base of Migdash, they would just bribe their way into the position of the Kayan Gadol. But be that as it may, that's how the Rush conceptualized this case, that you could actually have that the Meshuach, B'Shem and HaMishra, who is at one point a substitute, so therefore he's Sha'avar, he's not in office right now, but, it, but he's still Meshuach, B'Shem and HaMishra, but the Merubah Gadim, who was actually brought in at a later time, meaning after the Meshuach B'Shemin had substituted for a previous Meshuach B'Shemin Meshuach, when that one who had carried passed away, they actually appointed a new Kayan Gadol, which was after the time that there's no Meshuach B'Shemin So you have Merubah B'Gadim and the Meshuach Shavah walking along the road. So now the Gemara says, Merubah B'Gadim Adif. The one who actually he doesn't have the Shemin Meshuach on his head, he's only the Kayan Gadol because of the eight garments that he's wearing, he has a higher level of sanctity. And hence, he's not going to be the one of Metamala Mesa. Why? Because the Merubah B'Gadim Avravayda. Because ultimately, the one who's wearing the, the, the garments, he's the one that's doing the service in the Beis Amigdash as a Kayan Gadol. But Ve'ilu Meshuach Sha'avar, but although he's a higher level in a sense, because he has the Shem and the Mishcha, but since he's out of office, La'bar Vaidahu. He doesn't do that Vaidah in the Beis Amigdash, which, as the Rush points out, that's like Rabbi Yisi, which is mentioned elsewhere, which Allah is like him, where since he at one point was the Kayan Gadol, and, but then he was demoted because he was only substituted for a day, and then he becomes back, not a Kayan Gadol, so he can't go now be a kind headed anymore because when you get an elevated status, you can't go back down to a demoted status. But neither could it be a kind gadol because that would be Ava, there would be competition with the other kind gadol. So he never does any avayda. So because he's not doing any avayda, so on some level he's lower than the merubu gadol, and therefore he's metamalamesim. 
And now the Rashi says that essentially the Gemara could have phrased this, the, the, this, uh, oh, this options over here regarding who's doing this matamalam isim with a regular merubugadim or merubugadim shaavar or a meshuach and the meshuach shaavar. But the reason why I picked it like this was to say an added chiddush that even though the one that's over that was the, that was that's not an office, it was only a substitute for a day, even though he was a meshuach, still the merubugadim who's in who's who's in office now. He is better, and he's not going to be Matama Lameisim because since he's doing the Avoida, he's not Matame, and rather the Meshuach Sha'avar is going to be Matame Lameisim. Now the Gemara says, Iboilo. However, they had the following question Meshuach Mulchama. Let's say you have two Kahanim that are walking on the road. One is anointed, but not anointed to be the Kahan Gadda, but he's anointed to be the head of the army for the war. And Uskan, which that was a, a, a unique post, which was a, a specific post that was what's called Meshuach Melchama, which they had to have a coin that was anointed to be in charge and mobilize the troops. So you have the Meshuach Melchama and you have the Skan. The Skan is the deputy Kayan Gadol, which means to say that if something happens to the Kayan Gadol, he takes over. So you have these two Kahanim. Haimanai Adif, which one is better? Zikmar explains the question. Do you say Meshuach Melchama Adif? Do you say that the better one, the more. Uh, uh, the sanctified one is the one that's anointed for the war. And the reason is the Chazam Lamacham, because he's the one that's fit to run the wars. We're, the way the Rush interprets this is because of the Meshuach component, because ultimately he's anointed with the Shem and Amishra, although not to be a Kangoda, but to be the one ahead of the war, but ultimately he has that. So maybe he has the more uh, rarefied, the more elevated status of sanctity. The Gemara says, or maybe of the maybe the deputy Kain Gadol is better because he's fit to be a Kain Gadol. He's next in line. So maybe he's more, he's more sanctified and therefore he's not Metamal Mesim. So who is it? So the Gemara says, Tashim Aditan, let's bring a right. It says in the Bryce, it says, Ein Bein Meshuach There's no difference in their, in their level of sanctity between the one who's anointed for the war and the deputy Kain Gadol. Actually, the only difference between them would, would, be, would be shown is if they're both walking on the road and they find the mace mitzvah that that who's mitzvah it's actually the one that's anointed for the war and not the deputy which means to say that the deputy Kohen Gadol in regards to the halachas of Toma have a higher level of sanctity and therefore the Meshuach although he's anointed with the oil but that's not, he's not in the department of the Kohen Gadolah if he's now that the Gemara asks, but but time learn the Brisa it says Meshuach Melchama Kain Laskan. It says actually that that the, the the one who's anointed for the war he has precedence. He's more elevated. He's more rarefied than the deputy Kain Gadol. So how do we resolve these two Brises? So Mazucha Mazucha explains. He says that Brisa that you just quoted is Le'inin Hachyosay, is to sustain the who is first. For example, let's say who do we have to give sustenance to. Or if let's say there's a there's a, a, a there's rubble that there's that they that a building collapsed and inside you could save one and not the other who do you go to first so then we we go ahead and we save the Meshuach Muhammad before the scan now the reason for that is Meshuach Muhammad Adif because in that context to who should be alive to be kept alive the one who's anointed for the war is better my time what's the reason to Tolabiram because the needs of the many are dependent on the Meshuach Muhammad because the whole war all the fighting is, is contingent on the Meshulach Muhammad. But in the context of Tumah, which again is regarding the Shaila of Mes Mitzvah, then the Skan is better, and therefore the, the Meshulach Muhammad is Metamal Mesa.
the time, like when the Brisa, Rabbi Hanina ben Atignus, he says, Lama Tignus Why was the office of deputy Kain Gadol made in the first place? Shemir by Psul, that is, if some invalidating, which many times is Tuma, happens to the Kain Gadol, so he has to be ready and prepared to serve in place of the Kohen Gadol because someone's going to take that over. So that's the whole the office of a skan. So therefore that's why when it comes to Tuma, we definitely want to keep the level of the skan higher than Meshuach Melchama, where although he is more important in regards to uh, socially, in regards to all the things regarding the Klal Yisrael, but regarding Tuma and Tahara, the skan who's essentially there to be the the replacement of the Kohen Gadol, which has the highest level of sanctity, he is more important than the Meshulach Mochama, is Metam Lameis Mitzvah. Now going back to what started this whole discussion, the Halacha by Mishnah, the Gemara points out, Up until now, what started this whole discussion from our Mishnah was, that there was just a Machlaikis, when you have a Kohen Gadol and a Nazar walking together, and there's a Mason Mitzvah, the question was, Ki Azli Adadi, when they're walking together, that who's going to be the one that has a little bit lower level of, of Kedusha to be Metamala Mesa? Aval Chad Chad Luchudei, but what was obvious, obviously from the discussion was when each one's walking by himself, Barit Muya Inun, that they could be Metamala Mesa Mitzvah. The only question was, when you have both, who's the one that should be Metamala Mesa Mitzvah? And that the Gemara's question is, from where do we know this, that a Kohen Gadol and a Nazar, who seemingly from the Torah, they can't be metamah to anybody, could be metamah to Mesa Mitzvah. So the Gemara says, the Torah, like we learned the Brisa. It says in the Pasuk Yibay Yikra, it says, and this is said in the context of a Kohen Gadol, it says, A Kohen Gadol cannot be metamah himself to any dead person. Now, that the, the Brisa explains, what is the Pasuk Torah when it says, that for every soul of a dead person he can't come near, if it's in the context of people that are unrelated to him, well, we wouldn't need a Pasuk to tell us that. That's what's called a Kalvachimer, which is if you have that stringency by something that's more Kal, by more lenient than a Kangala, for sure a Kangala, which is more Chomer, more stringent, for sure will have that stringency and we wouldn't need a Pasuk. Because a had if we find the context of a common Kayin, not even a Kangala, where he is even allowed to be metama himself to close relatives, where the Pasuk says, etc., he could be metame to his seven close relatives, and yet, but still the Torah tells us he cannot make himself impure to unrelated people. So, so that cannot be metama himself to even relative, where the Pasuk points out that it says clearly different part of the Pasuk that his father and his mother he can't be metam himself to. So we see he can't be metam himself to relatives. Wouldn't it be that he can't make himself tummy to people that are unrelated to him? So therefore I wouldn't need to tell us that he can't be metam himself to unrelated people because we would know that from a Kabachim from a Madaba. So therefore obviously when the Pasuk is saying he can't be metam himself to any nafshas mace, it's telling us even close relatives, which a Kayin Hedjit could, Kohen Gadol can't be metame even to close relatives. Now, therefore, then the question becomes, so then when the Pasuk says, Ula Aviv, that he can't be metame himself to his father, why do you need that for? You already said, as we just clearly defined, that's what the Pasuk is saying, that you can't be metame himself to close relatives. Why specifying the lineage your father? Oh, it's kind of saying, we're coming to say, Ula Aviv, who they ain't metame. So, but your father, you can't be metame to. But it's telling us for inferential. Of course you know your father can't, because he said close relatives. But it's pointing out, 
but he could make himself Tameh to a Mace Mitzvah. So it's saying it for the inference. Now, Tais has an obvious question. He has, what, what's the, the Gebrisa makes it sound like, and, and this is the source that the Gemara was asking, how do you know that a Kohen Gadol, and then we'll see on the next stuff regarding a Nazar, could be Metamal Mace Mitzvah. So it sounded like because the word La'aviv is superfluous. Because you know it already from a Kalnafshas Mace Le'aviv. Now, I'm not to ask, but that doesn't make sense. The whole Kalva Chaymer, which was telling us why you wouldn't need a Kalnafshas Mace Le'aviv to tell you Rechaykin, and rather it's only telling you Kareivim, was only because it said La'aviv in the first place. In other words, if it didn't say Le'aviv, but then you wouldn't know the Kavachem, because that's like we see the Brisa, which concludes the Kavachem, which says, oh, so Kavachem, so Kavachem, that does not make himself tummy for Kravim. Now, where do you know that? If not for the fact that it says Lehaviv. So only because it says Lehaviv do you know. Oh, you already know he can't be Matami to his Kravim. So you wouldn't need a Pasuk to tell you Rechaikim. So it must be that Akal Nafshez Mes is telling you Kravim. But, but then don't ask me why it says Lehaviv to make the inference to say that he can be Matami Lehaviv Mitzvah. So that Taisus answers, he says, you're right. The Kavachemah that the Bryce is saying is not really coming from the halachic component of a Kavachemah, which is comparing the halachas of a Kohen Gadol to a Kohen Hedyet. It's only what's called L'Rav Chedemils. It's only saying it in a way of, like, additionally. As, but it's really what, it, what the Bryce is really coming to say is that you have to say that the Pasuk of Kalnashas Meis Le'yava is told about by relatives, and not by unrelated people. The reason being is, and this is really what the thrust of the Bryce is saying is, because if you would think to say that this Pasuk is coming to tell you unrelated people, but on that the Bryce says, and this is really what it means when it says Kavachim, it means to say, but the Kohen Gadol is already forewarned regarding unrelated people from his being a Kohen Hedjit. In other words, before a person becomes a Kohen Gadol, he was first a Kohen Hedjit, then the old Kohen Gadol passed away, and he then gets appointed and promoted to the Kohen Gadol. Now, a regular Kohen Hedjit, it says in the Torah that he's not allowed to be Metami to unrelated people. Now, so I'm, like Taisa says, you think when a person becomes a Kohen Gadol, that his Kedusha that he had as a Kohen Hedjit suddenly gets removed? Where did that sanctity go to? In other words, of course he has that. If anything, he adds to that when he becomes a Kohen Gadol. That's what the Bryce means to say. It's that obviously when the Pasuk is coming specifically to forewarn a Kohen Gadol, al Kanashas means Loyavai, it can't be told about unrelated people to Rechaikim. Because obviously, even when he was a Kain Hedjid, he couldn't be Metami Lerechaikim. Rather, the Torah, what is adding on to the Kain Gadol, is even for close relatives, which a Kain Hedjid was up until now permitted in. So, therefore, that's what the Bryce says. So, therefore, it is superfluous. What is Lo'aviv Uli'ima coming to tell you? Because you already know from Akanavshas Mesh Lo'aviv, not because of the Kavachaymer, because of, of Lo'aviv telling you that he's already Asa to Kraven, what do you need? No, it's really because he was a Kain Hedjit up until now. So we know from the fact that he's a Kain Hedjit, not learning Kain Golov a Kain Hedjit, but rather the Kain Golov himself was a Kain Hedjit. So he's already ushered to Rechaikim. Must be a Kanavshas Mez Layab is telling you, crave him. So then the question is, so what do you need Lo'av Imai? So that is, as our Bryce has said so far, Lo'av is coming to tell you that, yes, to your father you can be Metame, but you could be Metame to a Mez Mitzvah.